1: Once again, everybody, to Poker Action Line, Big Dave Lemon here from uh, from home. As uh, many of we are getting very used to media people being in their living rooms, in their backyards, and doing all the regular things they did before. My, my The thing I wonder about is how long will that continue once everybody's still able to jump, jump in their car and get to the studio or their place of work. But uh, Joe Rodriguez is going to join us in just a few minutes. Uh, he had to step out for a little bit, but he will be joining us on the air. But... Today's a happy day, our first show with Poker Rooms Open, real poker once again here in Florida. Uh, and uh, very happy to introduce my special guest, uh, Noah Carbone is going to join us for the top part of the show. Uh, Noah, of course, is the Poker Room Director of the Palm Beach Kennel Club Poker Room, one of the most successful in the state of Florida, and they were open, uh, able to open last Thursday. So they went through the complete uh, holiday weekend, and here as we start a new week, uh, let's welcome Noah in Noah uh had to be a lot of joy in Palm Beach County.
2: Yeah, hey Dave, thanks for having me. uh It's good to see it you, uh, you know in person but hopefully be able to get up here soon. Um, it was um, you know it, you know basically we're we're going from you know couch to poker um, after a period of eight, nine weeks uh on the ropes. Um, So it was good to get everybody back. The players were excited. The employees were excited. Um, The atmosphere was great. I mean, it was, you know, I can't call it electric, but it was almost like a little bit of a sense of relief when everybody got in there that we're starting to get back to some form of normalcy. So, um, yeah, uh, it was well-received, and and the players are are happy to be back.
1: I guess uh, after the initial excitement wears off, there will be some people that will complain about the time that they missed. I'm sure there's – employees poker dealers brushes that missed out on their paychecks and uh, they're just happy to be getting one again so they probably won't be saying anything negative but uh you know you'll have to deal with that eventually and then of course the misbehavior that happens every uh occasionally in the room well
2: let, let, let me give you yeah let me give you a quick update on how it looked on our side so um we closed basically the middle of march we were one of the first rooms to close Um, you know, the, the Rooney family felt it was a responsible thing to, until we figure out what's going on, to basically try to do our part to prevent the spread of anything. Um, dealers were furloughed. Um, they did receive, uh, some paychecks from the the family. I mean, we ran into red as a company for, for two months straight, but we wanted to make sure, especially with all the problems with unemployment, we wanted to make sure the dealers received some funds. Um, so the kennel club was paying everybody, um, It actually, um, they were furloughed and they were paid for six weeks approximately. So we only really had 10 days to where nobody was working and not getting paid, uh, you know, for the kennel club. They were bringing back 10 days after um, the last day they were paid here. So it it wasn't that bad. We got lucky from that standpoint to, to get everybody back up and running. We all know the nightmare that the unemployment situation has been and we monitored that. One of the best things we did as a company, and, and more specifically as a poker room, we held weekly Facebook um, live updates that I hosted, and and we were able to to do a two-way communication. Basically, me to let the employees know that they're still part of the Palm Beach Channel Club team and where we're at um, as far as opening, and 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 I even gave you know personal advice as, as far as finances and some other things, as well as I was able to ask some important questions like. Are you receiving unemployment funds? Um, you know, how's everybody doing uh, mentally? Does anybody have any immediate needs that the company could relieve? Um, and then of course we got to ask each week what's hot on Netflix and what we should watch. So, um, <laughs> so we made it through, we made it through and, 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 and everybody's more than happy to be back.
1: So basically you had to become a cheerleader instead of just a poker room director.
2: I did it And, you know, I think there's something to be said, you know, uh, yeah, I might be the, the team leader for the Palm Beach County Club Poker Room, but, um, you know, everybody has an equal part in this. So, you know, I want to remind everybody in those times where – they, they were getting no assemblance for a whole straight week of any form of sanity. You know, they're either at home, doing the homeschooling with the kids or basically or living in an apartment by themselves for seven days straight, not leaving the house. So it was almost like a little relief for them to hear from everybody else and hear how everybody else is doing um, and me to let them know this is gonna pass, we'll get past this and week one, you know, I said, I don't know how long this is gonna last and then week two and three and I, I won't kid you, when we get to week four, we're like, okay, you know, we're, this is, you know, this is getting a little serious, but you know, we try to keep it positive. Um, but even for them to just have an outlet or to ask any of his questions and we answered them all. Um, it was, it was a, it gave them a self of a, a sense of uh, some form of security, at least from a personal standpoint.
1: Now I guess opening day was uh, Friday the 22nd. Is that correct? At 9. A.M. Um,
2: Yes. Friday 22nd at 9. A.M. That is correct. Was there a line out the front door? Uh, no. It was um a couple of things played into that. Typically, we used to open at ten a.m. and now we move to nine a.m. Okay. Uh, moving forward. Um, but no, it was more of a feeling out, almost like a couple showing up, almost if like you're standing and watching a couple of deer wander out of the woods. And uh, you know, first there's one, then there's two, and now there's fifteen and twenty. So that that's the way it felt it. It wasn't like boom, here's everybody. Um, and even the mornings, it's funny as we get new players in here, when we open up in the morning, even this morning, it's kind of the same thing. Everybody's kind of like the people who haven't been here yet are trying to get a feel for what's going on and get a sense of what we're doing to protect them. Um, so no, not, not line out the door, but it did stay steady. I, we basically filled, uh, all of our tables that, um, you know, we're doing every other table. So we basically hit capacity on four days running so far. Uh, Derby Lane opened last Wednesday The Seminole Hard Rock in
1: Tampa over there uh, Opened on Thursday night Uh, Have you been in touch with some of the other rooms To find out how things have worked out I'm sure you want to find out uh, If people, uh, who's copying your ideas yet Uh,
2: So same thing So Derby Lane uh, I'm good friends with Jeff Gamber from Derby Lane Him and I have been in this thing about the same time We started our careers roughly the same time 20 something years ago Um, He he and I uh, have been in contact um and exchanging some ideas um i will go on record to say that he did steal our button hand sanitizer <laughs> idea and he was the first to launch it and he got some <laughs> points for that but um him and i will square up that when i see him next we'll go ahead and <laughs> that, that, that us. um but yeah um so talking to jeff and they're doing well they're, they're busy and it's funny so so the biggest thing that we got out of this was um was how the west coast and the east coast how things play into each other so it you hate to say political because i'm not a big fan of politics and how that thing goes especially in poker but there was a s- distinction between what's going on in the west coast and what's going on in the east coast um they're far more aggressive and and the, and the players are are far more aggressive as far as um, what they're going to wear, what they're going to do, um, you know, as far as uh, as social distancing and stuff. They're not as concerned as us on the East Coast, but obviously we're in a little more of a hot spot, you down south towards Miami and then Broward and then us. So it's a little bit different here. And that did play into it. That played into the crowds and how many people showed up um, and how busy it was. So yeah, it, 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 it definitely had a, a, an impact, but they're doing well over there. Um, I did talk to um, Tony Burns at the Hard Rock um, when they opened, and and he and I have a, uh, a, a pretty good relationship. We don't share all our secrets, you know. They're like our, you know, they're our nemesis. Like the Yankees, Red Sox are basically our Red Sox, and we're their Yankees. Or 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 if you want to spin it, you could put it vice versa. But we like to believe we're the Yankees. Um, so we go back and forth on certain things, and 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 help each other out with certain things. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're they're teed up. They're ready to go. A big point of contention was the dividers. And, and that's been the big talking point. And I could probably talk on that for a little while. But uh, yeah, the other rooms, they're all seeing the same results. We're all filling up and we're all doing we're all doing pretty good. Um, Melbourne opened yesterday. I haven't heard from them just yet. Um, Jacksonville, they're doing very well.
1: Well, I'll just put a little insight. The guy on the left side of your screen is a huge Yankee fan, so be careful when you compare the Red Sox and the Yankees.
2: But right. well, no, I picked that up. You don't think I played into that? I saw that. I saw that sign. So oh, I know. He did. I know.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you're right on top of it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the changes in the room and and what you've done. I know you had a very di- kind of a different uh, uh, outlook. You did not think that the uh, Plexiglass plexiglass screens in between players was really going to be that effective. So you had a uh, kind of a different outlook, uh, part of it to do with the san- sanitizers, a button, which uh, I'd like to maybe start there, but how is the room different? First of all,
2: well, okay. Uh, we could talk, the broad scope items, we're checking temperatures at the door to make sure everybody's relatively healthy or not having a glaring issue. Um, hand sanitizer lo- located at the door, hand sanitizer's located at the table, replacing the dealer button. Um, but we focused, the, the, the word we're using here at the Palm Beach Kennel Club was game containment. So basically what we're trying to do is we're trying when you show up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, to restrict how many people you actually coming in in contact with. So you could put all these procedures into certain things, but the larger the group, the larger anyone's exposure would be. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to drill it down. So when you show up at the Cow Club, you're seated at a table. We did go six handed. Um, I I think that's a conscious thing to do as far as the perfect balance between a decent poker game as well as protecting the players. That that seems to be the sweet spot for everybody right now. so we put that in into effect and then game containment is basically, we're not rotating dealers through the entire room. We're not allowing uh, requested table transfers. Um, whatever game you come in and play, that's going to be your game for today. Is that our favorite thing to do? No, but it's the way we need to do it just for right now. Um, so we're basically, when you come to the Palm Beach Cow Club, you sit down at a table, you're basically exposed to 10 or less uh, players, including the dealers, um, as opposed to another room where a dealer is essentially going through the whole room and going from table to table to table, you know, you start getting into that thing where, well, that dealer was at table eight with six players, and then they were dealer ten with another six players, and now you start to you start to get away from containing things. Um, with that, we also added, uh, the, you know, the chips are contained, and this is probably one of the larger things. Um, one of the concerns, you know, players' concerns, uh, according to a couple of polls I read, um, were the chips and the cards um the cards first we went to paper cards temporarily we we're um basically thrown away every two hours change out the deck them away um is that typical for poker no i've been here 20 something years we've never used paper cards for poker however is it what we need to do right now yes this is what we need to do now it's working well um we we did shut off the bad beat because of it we can't use the shufflers um, because of the paper cards, but the players have responded well. They understand that some things just have to be a little different. Um, the chips are essentially restricted to just your game. So, whatever chips are introduced into your game, they can only exit in one of a few different ways um, in a drop box, the jackpot box, the dealer tip box, or back through the cage. So, you don't have a scenario where a guy starts on table four plays for five hours and then moves to table eight with a rack of chips that were in contact with everybody you can understand how that was spread quickly throughout the entire room um if those chips were allowed to just circulate throughout the room we all could kind of guess if you put a number on a chip i I would be willing to say that 70 percent of the tables would actually see that chip during the course of a day our chips only see one table during a course of the day before they're uh, sanitized and then reintroduced.
1: So players have to work with you. Basically they can't, uh, they can't switch to another game. They can't sneak off the table and, and go to the brush and trying to get to another table. Uh, do you have to have a security guard follow them to the
2: cage to make sure they're cashing out? No, they're, they've been pretty good. Um, but th- we're putting more onus on the dealers. The dealers are paying attention to who, who brought, who's brought to the table, but something that's super cool that came up. So in this, as we're not rotating the dealers through the room the dealers do need breaks so basically each table is assigned two dealers that provides such a level of customer service is above and beyond now will that become the norm i don't know but right now the players love it the employees actually love it they're working in two-man tandem so basically you have a co-pilot at your table for every minute that you're dealing. So if you need to go to the restroom or you want to make a phone call or you, or you need to uh, get something to eat or a player needs a, a buy-in or you got to wipe down the chair, the, de- the the assistant dealer, the co-pilot is there the whole entire time. It's super interesting. And I don't know if we could get to that being the norm, but I tell you what, it's, it's, it's high-end customer service. That employee is there to answer questions or do whatever you need, basically need them to do, almost like you're running your own little room within that game.
1: Yeah, so that, I never thought there would be a need for a hall pass at, at a poker table, but uh, like the old days in high school when you left the classroom, you had to have uh, an excuse with you.
2: Right, and one of, the, one of the key things is when you return from that hall pass, and this is something that we are 100%, and I, I'd be surprised if we, we aren't 100% even through four days with all these games going on. When a player leaves the table or a dealer leaves the table, I don't care for how long it is or, or how uh, if it was just to step away and make a phone call or if it were just to stand up and look out the window for a second, whatever it is, when you sit back down at the table, you have to sanitize your hands. If your hands come out of the view of the table, you're required to sanitize them. So, um, you know, we always have those questions of a guy going to the bathroom, not washing his hands. This fixes all those things. No matter what happened, when he comes back, his hands are sanitized at the game.
1: Well, obviously, players have to use that uh, hand sanitizer, their button, to uh, to clean off when it's their turn to deal. Uh, basically, not really dealing, but, of course, right. in that spot. Uh, but uh, has it slowed the games down at all?
2: Uh, it has. Um, so the the first day, a little more clunky, um, and we noticed that on, on some of the, the, the metrics that we have and some things that we count, it did. Day two, it increased by 10%. Um, I would say essentially the games are slow by 30% the first day, 20% the second day. And I think, um, after I get my numbers in for, for Sunday and Monday, I think we're going to see it closer to a 10% maybe. Um, you can't forget, you know, just like the co-pilot being there, that co-pilot is speeding up things also the dealer isn't having to look to do other things. Now the shuffler, we don't have the shufflers going. So the dealers have to shuffle, um, but that you can make up speed in other areas with buy ins and some other things, color ups and questions that the, the customers might have. So I think you'll see until the cards come back in, the plastic cards get reintroduced with the shufflers, I think you'll see roughly a ten or fifteen percent reduction um, in speed overall. Um but but overall you know, considering what, what we're looking at, it's not too bad.
1: There's our guy right there. You got him. <laughs> I, I got him, Joe. It's
2: been... Damn, I don't Noah, even, how you been? Joe, I don't even know. I said 15 years.
0: 15 years, maybe?
2: <laughs>
0: 15? Try... Remember, we opened up these rooms in 97. Try 23. I I thought I saw you a
2: little after that but it's been a while man how you doing
0: Oh no Oh, you mean since we last saw each other Yeah oh easily 15 years No man, you, 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 you
2: didn't see him uh, during
1: the uh, horse tournament up there we played in No no, and no I, went I missed up there him. a
0: couple of times and, and I didn't get a chance to see him he wasn't in the office at that time I did get up to the to the you know kennel club but uh the last Last time I was up there was with you, Dave, when we did the the, the horse tournament up right, there. Right, right, right. But I know that I was up in the Kennel Club uh, right around 2010, and I went in there. I can't remember the your, your manager that I spoke with, but I was asking for you, and you weren't in at that time yet at that time of the day, Noah. So, how you been, brother? How's the family? I've been good.
2: It's good to see you. I'd like to hear some of your feedback on this. Dave's been. The- Dave's been uh, grilling me pretty strong here, and I, I, I able to answer the questions, but i I like to get some of the, the different ideas, especially coming from down south, it's going to be a little more aggressive down there, uh, as far as, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call it a hot spot, but it's, it's a little more, uh, you know, a little hotter than it is up here in Palm Beach right now.
0: Absolutely. You know, obviously, Dave County has the largest amount of cases, uh, Noah, and um you know, I'm curious. I'm sorry that I just got in. I, I had to take care of something really quick, so I apologize for that. But um, um, have you guys already started playing poker in your uh, over there at the uh, the Kennel Club? Yeah. Oh, no, don't, no,
1: don't be Don't be asking those questions. We've covered already. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm asking real quickly
0: at, because I'm I just wanted to know how many players they're sitting at their table. <laughs> I'll let I'll see how
2: much information Dave retained Dave, give him the quick cliff notes of what we're doing here.
1: Well, it's uh they they have the hand sanitizer the button yeah. at each table. They're playing six handed. Uh there's uh two dealers assigned to each table. One is kind of the backup so that he's there also so that he can replace the dealer when he has to get up for a quick break. Uh that way you're not exposing them to a bunch of different dealers. Uh I guess the question along that line is some people. Can't stand a dealer for one reason or another, or feel they're unlucky. Uh, you
2: have to deal with those kind of complaints. You know, uh, I'll say this I say the complaints are a lot, way, way, uh, way, way less than the actual uh, accolades we're receiving for <laughs> doing this. Um, we're keeping an eye on how we balance. Obviously, all dealers aren't at the same skill level, and all dealers aren't everybody's cup of tea per se we get that so we try to do it give you a little bit obviously in the bigger games you might get some of our you know higher rated dealers and some of the smaller games straight to where it might not be a huge factor and players aren't as concerned getting out as a bunch of hands um they might be in those games but um no overall it's been well received um we've actually heard from dealers or from the dealers and the players that they actually like the two dealer rotation because there's a, such consistency there. So, um, you know, typically you'll get a dealer from the rotation. You're going from a dealer who's absolutely the table, you know, the table controller, the table cop, who's like just on it for everything. I get that point, but then you also get the dealers in there like, oh, this is, you know, I'm just here for fun. Let's get some hands out. But they, they were getting the sense of, they know what to expect from the dealer, whether a dealer says, push the bed up further, or you have to be louder when you're talking. They don't have to answer those questions anymore and, and and change gears. You know, players sometimes have to change gears for the dealer on what the dealer expects, but there's been more consistency in that, so it's actually been a plus.
1: Joe, you got plenty of questions, I'm sure. Let me just quickly finish this recap. You did say, Noah, that it slowed the games down a little bit, but not, not horribly so. Uh, the other question along those lines that we didn't quite get into was, How many people had to wait outside because you have a a much smaller capacity than normal? And if you get the kind of crowds you used to have, uh, you know, three months ago, you know, you may have to have some kind of line outside, which is not going to make too many people happy.
2: No, for us. No, no lines. Uh, it, it's been pretty efficient. Um, we are trying to, to space them. Uh, we basically closed our waiting area, so we're trying to do two things. We're trying when players come in to try to see them at a game, whether it's active or not, and get it going. But then we're basically like saying make yourself scarce, disappear. Kind of like when you're at the house and the garbage needs to be taken out and the kids disappear. <laughs> it's similar to that. like Just don't be in our sight. Out of sight, out of mind. And they are. They're doing a good job of that.
1: And recap for Joe, the how that slows the game down a little bit.
2: Um, yeah, so... Essentially the biggest uh the biggest cog that, that's slowing it down a little bit um basically is the paper cards. The paper cards um we're not using the shufflers because we're using paper cards, we're using paper cards because we want to dispose of them more frequently. So that's a that's slowing gumming it up just slightly. Um, but that's really the only spot that we're, we're actually losing um, any speed or efficiency. Um, we're picking up some speed and efficiency in some other areas with the with the co-pilot dealer basically um, helping out with buy-ins and helping out with questions or anything the the dealer needs. That's speeding it up. So. When we get to the cards and the cards, uh, we get our plastic cards back, we'll be back to 100%, but we're probably going to see a 10, 15% reduction in efficiency, which at this stage, it's been 100% reduction in efficiency that we had going in last week. And Joe, you yeah. probably are,
1: are also wondering, uh, you know, how Noah dealt with his employees. He talked a little bit about that, how he actually had Facebook live sessions where they could go in and talk online and uh, talk about what they were feeling, what they were dealing with, with their unemployment and that sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, a nice thing for them was that they did get paid for a majority of the uh, of the off time and just only maybe the last 10 days before they reopened, uh, ran into their final uh, financial cutoff.
0: Well, first of all, and this is not blowing smoke up anybody's butt here, but uh, there's a reason why this gentleman has run the number one. He's always been up there with the number one room in the state of Florida, revenue-wise, with his employees and everything else. So uh, that is of no surprise that Noah stayed in contact with them, and I'm sure that's helped you, Noah, with, uh, you know, Uniting your your employees through this time, obviously getting paid through this time, also great help from your company there. Uh, you know, it, it, you've you've always been a first class act, and, and this doesn't surprise the hell out of me at all. And I wish that was the case in, in most of the poker rooms because some are not paying anybody, some are paying this, others are paying benefits for health insurance. Um, so you know, we got a wide range of of how companies are handling this and how the uh, how the directors and and managers are handling their staff. And uh, it doesn't surprise me there, Noah. And one of the things that you were mentioning, like with us down here also, Dave, you know, that I don't know. I don't know if you've heard anybody, if you know anybody else down here that's running their rooms uh, due to the fact that we have machines in Broward and in Dade. And I told Dave on the show that, I assume the rest of the state would aggressively try to get their poker, you know, rooms back up and you know and and running and obviously two months away from it has helped with a lot of the people, um, you know, and you, it seems like you know it's it's been a great success throughout the rest of the state. I, I'm not quite sure that we're going to get the same response here in Broward and Dade, just because they're going to limit the amount of people that are allowed to come into the into the into the casino and they're going to probably want them to be playing machines at first.
2: Right. I I see that. And and this is one of the things Palm Beach County, as we all know, we weren't included when the referendum was passed seven or eight years ago for slot machines. Um, Obviously that's a huge negative overall for the company as a whole. But with that being said, kind of like you mentioned, Joe, there are pluses to it at some point when when our only business is poker, essentially, um, we have dog racing for now and that goes away in six months. But when you're so hyper focused on poker, we believe it enables us to, to put more of our resources into the poker. Can I say that if we had slot machines, if, if we'd have poker open right now, will we have put the work in? I'm not so sure. Um, and uh-huh. I could see that I could see that's a position for some of the rooms as they open up and I'm seeing this in Vegas and some other areas and poker is taken up essentially is treated as an amenity rather than uh, one of your products um, yeah. I, I, I you see that starting to happen so um I think that. Some more properties will open up, especially down by you. With that in mind, opening, you know, focusing on okay, let's have a meeting about the slots and getting the slots back open. Why poker is taking a, a second seat because nobody wants to put the time or work into getting procedures in place. Um, you know, I, I, I did see you know we have barriers and people put up barriers and that was their idea, plexiglass barriers. But I, I think we all need to do a little bit more work. Um, as to what we could do, not only for this, but moving forward to make the, the poker a little safer environment. We've always been treated like, well, the poker, the chips, the cars, everybody's always have a concern. So maybe this just open our eyes for everybody to go ahead and clean up some of these things. And I think most of the procedures that we put in place um, can stay in place without greatly affecting the, the product that you're putting on the table. Um, but but I get it, I'm, I'm concerned that the rooms down south, um, concerned for the rooms down south that they're not gonna come up come right out of the gate with poker that they're just going to start with clubs. Right?
1: well now that we have joe on the broadcast uh we're having a party so can you stick around for a little bit uh, Noah? i know i told you 10 minutes but you know that's that's a laugh when we uh when we look back at my uh shenanigans on the show can you stay a little while longer
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure. And hell, I don't get to hang out with Joe, but every fifteen years.
1: Yeah, you go. Well, well, you you can't really talk during the break to him, but uh, we will take a break and uh, mute the mics, and we'll be back after these messages on Poker Action Line.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
3: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject.
4: How do you feel? Mostly okay. I...
0: (laughs) Sometimes, though...
3: (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on FeedThePig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council...
1: Our special guest, Noah Carbone, a good friend for a long time, the poker director of the Palm Beach Kennel Club Poker Room, which opened last uh, Friday. And a ton of questions for you, Noah. Obviously, thanks for sticking around. Um, As you mentioned about you were keeping an eye on what they were going to do in Vegas, and one of the things Joe and I have talked about is they were saying four-handed poker, and Joe is just completely... uh, positive that that was going to be a disaster uh so you went with a six i've seen some people using eight i don't know if uh, you'll be able to slick link into that a little bit but maybe it's on your mind
2: uh yeah beforehand and i'm with joe uh, uh, i know there's always that funny saying out there to play poker you need somebody to bet and somebody to call is what they always told me <laughs> but we know that's not so much the case uh when you know when the blinds are chewing you up and, and some other things so um yeah, we, we came out and, and you know we set chairs out at a table and looked at them four, five, and six. Four, there was plenty of room. Five and six, what the the biggest concern is to not have everybody bumping elbows was the biggest thing. And six provides that at most tables where they're not actually coming in physical contact with each other. There's going to be some uh, contact, but but physical contact where they actually had to be elbow to elbow um, was a little bit of a concern. So that's what we that's the number we came up with. Eight handed, I think is. We'll be there. We'll get we'll get back there. Do I think it needs to be right now? No, I think you're in a situation without with eight-handed without dividers. I think you're bumping elbows. Um, eight-handed with dividers, I think you feel like you're in a little bit of a fishbowl. Um, so we decided our sweet spot was six. Now, moving forward, I think the players should probably be aware that people I've spoken to in the industry. That you're probably looking at eight handed as the new norm. Um there there is a genuine concern. I know somewhere along the lines, I don't know where the concept came up, but but I was never a fan of playing ten handed. I'd like to play a couple more hands than you know, than, than a ten handed game. So I I always enjoyed uh, you know, short handed, six seven, eight handed. Uh, yeah. but I, I think we're gonna I think we're going to have to get back to somewhere along the eight handed in order to provide a table that the dealer can actually deal at and provide enough space where everybody's not actually stacked on top of each other.
0: Well, no, let me tell you something. You and I think along the same lines, buddy. I love playing six, seven handed, you know, uh, and I don't really enjoy 10 at all. I mean, the only time in my lifetime when we've had to play 10 handed has been in private games where there's been a lot of people that came showed up for the party. So. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I, like you just said, eight handed is probably going to be the industry norm going forward. Um, you know, and, um, hopefully we could take down the barriers and some of the other restrictions, but, uh, we are no, going to need No,
1: no barriers at PBKC.
0: No, no barriers, barriers at PBKC. <laughs> no, no, no barriers. Uh, well, it, you, don't it's funny when, you don't have the plexiglass? Funny, you don't have the plexiglass?
2: It's funny when the plexiglass came out, I looked at it and, I, you know, we're, we, we spent there was a lot of hours spent in the office where there was nobody out on the floor where myself and Josh Alderman manager were were are trying to vision envision what this is going to look like. And when I saw the picture of the barriers, I, I took a while to digest and I thought about what they were trying to achieve. But um, we, we felt it wasn't the way to go. My eyes were probably open the most. Uh, I got home from work one day and the kids, uh, want to watch a movie and we're flipping through the movies and contagion was listed on there. And if you ever seen it, it was with Matt Damon. So It is probably the biggest eye opener of what we're actually talking about. When they started showing things like where a waiter puts down a glass and somebody else picks it up and then they pass a contagion on that's where the thought process of containing the table started. Um, It didn't have to be no no person to person contact but but when you start passing things on between people that there's an exposure there um and i know there's mixed reports yes it can be on surfaces no it can't but i i think what we're doing is being responsible and and restricting um the amount of exposure people have i'm not so sure that the plexiglass does that as much as you would believe it to be i think in some spots might just be more of a posture thing than anything
1: social distancing a word that uh, came into into vogue here in 2020 and now the new poker word is table containment it
2: is uh and i think i think we just have to think of things that way I, i think for us to survive say we get another spike or something where there's an increase For us to survive that moving forward, we have to be able to be fluid, and I'm not so sure building dividers where they're either designated for six, seven, or eight-handed gives you the fluidity that you need. I think if you pay more attention to the groups and the amount of people that you're, you're putting players in contact with, I think that gives you more flexibility moving forward as, to, as far as if we do, unfortunately, see a spike of this in the fall or something, that we'll be ready to basically enact our, our game uh, containment uh, procedures and put them in on the very next day with no problem. And how many tables you're running right now? Uh, Right now, we're running 16 poker and five designated player games. So, and and we're filling them each day. We're leaving each, uh, every other table open uh, just to create more room. Um, Eventually, we'll get back to adding more. I don't know which will come first, whether we go seven handed before we add tables back. I'm not so sure. But, you know, once we get some guidance and guidelines from the local government, I, I think that'll give us a, a better eye uh, on what they're expecting. Now, we are we are getting some feedback from the local, the county government, um, but they've been great, and they've been working with us, and we just explained to them what, what our procedures were going to be, and so far they've been comfortable with that.
0: Noah, let me ask you something now that you've opened up, and like you said, you've got a lot of people waiting, I, which is what I would have expected. Um, but with the limitation of tables and obviously players and, you know, you've kept your rake and your jackpot money, I would imagine the exact same that it was before. Um, what's it done to your promotional dollars as far as what you can offer your clientele? I'm sure you and your managers have had to have a good discussion about that.
2: Right. That, that was a big point of it. And that, that was that was a good half day's work trying to figure out, OK, how this is going to play out. Um, what everybody, the players are going to expect, how it affects six-handed games. So essentially what we did is we've reduced um, – the new standard has become $2 jackpot rate um, uh, pretty much across the board. Um, we're trying to figure out ways to keep as much money on the table as possible. So the first thing we did was to reduce the jackpot to $1. Now, we did reduce the amount of the high hands. Um, typically we did 200 200 and 400 um for the hour so basically 800 an hour we we essentially cut that in half to 400 an hour but we can't forget that your chances of hitting it are almost double because we're, we're essentially opening 16 tables instead of 30 tables so so the math does work out there's no sense in taxing the players and building up this huge pile of jackpot funds now is not the time for that so we're essentially giving out 100 of what we're taking in it's almost balanced out perfectly um, and that's always the goal Um, You know, to try to get that money back to the players and to as many players as possible. So um, that's our plan for it. Bad B jackpots are off. So we're not even putting funds in there. It's just locked up right now and, and it will return. I think we have an obligation to the players. We we kind of threw the opening back up on them with two days' notice. I think there's an obligation there to explain to the players when the bad beat's going to be back active. I think they they've paid into that thing, so I think we have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that they should know when that's going to be live again, and we will give them enough notice so they could come in and 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 take a shot at that thing. Um, and
0: how, I'm sorry, but uh, how's how's the response been from from the players now? Or, you know, concerning that everything you said, obviously as a manager, makes a hundred percent sense to me uh unfortunately sometimes that doesn't come across to the players as easily as it does to us but uh even though i know it's only been a few days you know has has it been a positive uh feedback from that so far
2: i, I can't i can't it's hard to put my finger on it but i i came into work today and i was talking to um my manager josh and i said you know and I'm almost shaking my head at the response that we've gotten. And I think something's changed since March and not only, you know, in, at the Palm Beach Chemical Club Poker Room, but in the whole entire world of what people expect. Um, I think there's a feeling that everybody expects to lose something during the thing, whether it be, uh, you know, a pay cut or not getting a bonus or or a reduction in hours or or. Um, you know, my progressive called me and telling me they're going to charge me 120 less for the month. Like every, everybody stands to lose something, a little bit something. So things come down. So one of the things that they were expecting to come down was the jackpots. And, and they were great with it. And they received it well. It's almost like uh, we get to back things up a little bit. You know, we, we were getting this... You know, not to get into in depth, but it almost put, there was poker inflation with everything rising and who's trying to beat each other. And we have to have these larger guarantees and we have to give away more money and all these things. And it's kind of gotten away from us. So we actually brought it back down and and it's a, it's more of a true sense of poker in the room right now where they're they're playing poker rather and taking shots at the jackpot so i have not received a negative i i haven't even received a negative about the bad beat being shut off they understood and and, and they agreed saying yeah now's not the time let's go ahead and, and get steps to get back to some formal normalcy but they're not expecting to go from zero to 100 miles an hour. They're just happy to be out of the
1: house right now. Let me, let me um, piggyback on that question as far as – it's only been a few days, and the reactions from the players and employees have been positive, as you've mentioned. Uh, but down the road, you know, things will get – the novelty will wear off a little bit. And I'm just curious as to um, – And this goes back to the point you made earlier that the West Coast of Florida, the people were a lot more aggressive because they really haven't had to deal with uh, COVID-19 there as seriously as we have down here. But the point is, uh, you know, a lot of people up there are not wanting to wear masks going into the room. They're they're causing some problems occasionally on the beaches and that sort of thing. Um, Down the road, uh, what are you looking to deal with on the customers if you get a few people that – buck off the fact that they should, uh, wear masks and, uh, and be more, more careful.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a social responsibility. Now we do have a couple customers and, and the poker community has rallied around this, at least in Palm beach. Now I did see some mutual players and, and, uh, customers that were maybe coming in just to have a drink or something like that, where they weren't taking it as serious, but, as crazy as it sounds and and poker players by nature are probably more risk takers and so on and so forth and i thought that was going to be a concern where they're like well do we really need the mask we're all numbers guys i break down numbers all the time at one point i had the number and i don't know if it still stands true but my odds were catching the virus were the same as flipping a coin nine times in a row and having to hit heads all nine times just to catch the virus so if you think about that for a second us as odds guys numbers guys you think that the poker players would be like, oh, that's like shooting works in a two-hour or one outer. There's no chance I get it. I don't need this mask. They haven't come with that. They've come with the mask. They've come with it on. I thought they were gonna pull them down and have them under their nose and some other things. They haven't done that. And it's it's almost I gotta say it's a little freakish to even see it unfold the way it is. I could have never guessed it. I would have never guessed it to transition the way they did. It's almost become in four days here at the Palm Beach Kettle Club. We've basically established a new norm, and it's, it's just business as normal. They come in, they have their mask on, they get their temperature checked. It's, it's really amazing what they've done. So I think um, the employees were on board the same way, and I thought there was going to be some issues where the dealers are like, well, it's a little hot, and I have to. No, and it's almost absurd how well they've gotten on board and rallied around this thing i think they know i think they have a, a sense that in order to get back up and running, and get to normalcy this is what we need to do right now and, and they're looking down the road um now I'm, I'm hoping the same thing for you guys joe down there um and, and the other properties but um like i said the, the compliance is at 99.9 well, percent um and i'm thrilled
0: well let me tell you that's great news and i do expect some of that be- just because of you know the weight that it's taken for for these rooms to open up, and you know, uh, like you said, poker players are more risk takers than anything else. I mean, I yeah, I'm sure you and I could write a book about the stuff that we've seen and and the people, what the people have done at the tables and everything else. Um, and it was great to hear that you said your people have accepted. You know how you've done the jackpot. You know, I've mentioned for many years on our on this show Noah that. Uh, And people who aren't from South Florida or from Florida in general don't realize how spoiled our players are because nobody offers the amount of promotional dollars for high hands that that they do here in South Florida. I remember Parks Casino a few summers ago taking out a two-page ad on the card player to announce that they were going to give out $200,000 for the month of June. And I sat there laughing, going, "Our smallest casinos down here give out that much money in high hand promotions, you know, without even blinking an eye." And they're, you know, they're screaming it to the heavens. So uh, I'm glad to hear that your players over there are, are at least for the moment, handling it, uh, you know, like professionals and, and understanding your position and, and and the room's position as to how they're going to handle that. So I, that's, I, I, that's I a think the biggest
2: selling point. My biggest selling point has been, uh, and I might've feel one over the past four days, uh, oh, what happened to 200, 200, 400? Well, you have half the games in a room, so you have twice as good chance, so you're, you're getting the same thing. It's the same exact thing. Um, essentially, you have twice the chance. Everybody do the quick math and we'll break it down, but um, if you have twice the chance of winning 200 as you did at half the chance of 400, it's the same exact thing, and that's the way I explained it, and they understood. Um, and it'll find its own level, so as long as everything comes back at the same level, Um, You know, we don't want to fill the room later with eight handed and and have 30 something games to give away 100, 100 and 200 on the hour. We don't want to do that. This is the players money. We'll get it back to them. Um, But right now, yes, they're more than happy. Like I said, they are just happy and everything I've seen and heard is I'm just happy to get
1: out of the house. We're, uh, we're running out of time here, and I, I really want to thank you for being so honest and frank and giving us so much of your time. I'm sure you have plenty of things to do. But before we go, I want you to cover this last point. Joe said to me before the show uh, in looking on Facebook and some other things that the reaction around the country has been people kind of really jealous of the Florida rooms that have opened now. And I'm sure you're under the microscope all over the country of how you're dealing with these things. Um, do you feel the responsibility of that on your shoulders?
2: You know, I, I think we, we had an obligation and. and I've been in it long enough that, that when we sat down and we tried to figure out a plan, we wanted to think of a plan that we thought would translate across, uh, across the entire industry. So yes, if we came out and we, we messed this thing up and didn't do it correctly, there was a general concern that we would be the ones to have put in these procedures um, and, and, and they failed. So, you know, we're, we're basically paving the path and we've been there before. And, uh, and I, I don't, I don't shy we don't shy against that role we've done it in, in a couple other things whether it be you know the first circuit event in Florida or first million dollar guarantee we're not we're not afraid of that but we made sure we put in enough time to feel like we did something um, you know that's positive and, I, and I'm hoping some of these things um, I, I was I, I must say I was a little surprised the plexiglass came out and everybody was first to jump out and say that's a terrible idea I saw a poll that four percent of players supported Plexiglass dividers um, so We saw a lot of negative feedback. I was a little surprised that we didn't see as much positive feedback uh, uh, on certain things or any feedback whatsoever on um, – us getting up and running and what we're actually doing. Now, I think what's going to happen is kind of like you said, um, the, other, the other jurisdictions are looking to us to see how it's going to unfold. They might be waiting to see if we're actually successful with this. And I think, you know, the more the word gets out, whether it be this podcast or some other things where people get to hear what's going on, um, I think they're going to look, look to us as far as, um, you know, uh, uh, hopefully a successful model to what happened so far. And, and, and four days in, uh, by all accounts, it is. Are you feeling any
1: fear among your employees? Uh, maybe some that have said they, they're too nervous to come back right now. Uh, maybe some players that are just saying we're going to wait a little longer before we get involved with sitting next to someone, even uh, if they're a few feet away. Uh, but or is it just all gangbusters right now with everybody just so excited?
2: No, I think it's finding its own level and works in twofold. The amount of employees um, that are comfortable in coming back is directly proportionate to the amount of players that want to play. So it's actually working out well. Um, We had a staff of roughly 130 dealers uh, prior to this event, um, and 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 God bless us, we were able to bring back 85 um, four days in. Um, To give you an idea, we started with 50 um, on on Friday. Um, but business just dictated to keep making these calls. And I actually get to make some of those calls today um, to keep calling people, bring them back. We are letting the ones, the ones that aren't comfortable, like I said, it finds its own level. Proportionately, if you want to go ahead and wait till the next time, the next, uh, the next bring back phase, go ahead and sit this one out until you're comfortable, whether it be, you know, you have an elderly grandmother or children or some other things, child care issues, all those things come into play. But like I said, it's finding its own level. Um, the players, uh, we haven't seen our stud game come back. They're going to be a little more conservative because stud players, by nature, are a little more conservative, and they're going to take things a little slower. Um, but you know, that game's not quite back, and I'm also seeing from the high limit games we're seeing a little bit of, of dragging on those um, because sometimes the things that make those go are, are people, you know, whether it be uh, affluence or business things. Some of the things where the, they're less risk-takers than, I mean, in life, they're less risk-takers than, than the regular poker player. So we haven't seen the large games come back, nor have we seen the tinier games come back. But everything in between, the average Joe, per se, or people, average poker player, has come back. Any last thoughts, Joe?
0: No. What well, one other thing real quick, and I don't know if you addressed this before I came on, but uh, you're saying that you have one dealer's a designated dealer and the other one's kind of like the relief dealer. And they stay at that same table, you know. I guess for their whole shift or whatever allotted time you've given them, how is the uh, sh- is their sharing of tips? how How's that working out?
2: That, that's 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 a good point. That we're going in also. You know, I, we have a lot of things we got to balance on. Like when you're spinning plates and trying to hold them on sticks and trying to keep everything moving, keep <laughs> the players happy, keep the boss happy, and keep the employees happy. You know, that's my job. I, I got to answer to three people. Um, and it's in three not different easy, grounds. is it, Noah? No, it's not. But um, on a positive note, again, because everybody, this is a different thing. The mindset from the employees, because we kept them up to date as time went on, and every week we were updating on on what the process was going to be. One of the best things we did was I laid out scenarios and kind of introduced it to them saying, hey, you know, we're thinking of this. We were open and honest. I said, there's a scenario where we come back and I don't want to send everybody through the whole room to protect you and protect the players and they bought into it. And then there was kind of, well, okay, since you're going to do that, um, we should probably pull the tips to make sure everybody uh, gets a fair share. So we did that. But the tip rate with an assistant dealer and with the level of customer service has, has been higher than I thought, and it's been better than I thought, and it's been well received. The the employees, if I had to guess of a, a pushback in any spot would be the dealer tip pulls um, from the employees, they are, again, they are happy to have a job and be employed in, in today's economy um, and, and frankly, still a very good paying, paying job. They're on a half hour or off a half hour now. They're working in tandem and it's building a little camaraderie and teammate type thing, too. And it's super interesting how these things unfold, but they're assisting each other. And it,
0: it's actually building up the team. <laughs> I was going to say, Noah, if you're going to share tips, that's 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 I. I... It's going to either lead to complaints that this person isn't half as good as I am, or what you said, we're going to pull together and and do as much as we can to help each other. Because at the end of the day, that's how they make a lot more money.
2: Right. And you could be, you could be a blazing dealer. Um, and then you, the other – your partner could be not a blazing dealer, but they bring something to the table, whether they have some pretty good humor or or, or <laughs> some other things that the customer's like. Everybody brings something to the room, and they're all valued employees.
1: Another show that we could do four hours on, but we're limited to an hour, Far so out. I'm going to let you go. Uh, I do want to say I'm glad to see that you uh, uh, watched some of those old Ed Sullivan shows in the past uh, with the spinning plates, so uh, uh, you know, brings back some good memories there. Uh, listen – congratulations on such a successful opening weekend, uh, a holiday. I'm sure you're thrilled to have gotten open before Memorial Day, which a lot of other people couldn't do. Uh, Eventually we'll see the casinos coming back uh, around the state and in a few other things. So we'll look forward to that. But uh, more importantly, congratulations on what has been a a great game plan and the implementation of
2: it. Well, thanks. And thanks for having us on the show. And hopefully, This is just a start of opening up this can and getting everybody back. And if the Kennel Club could be part of that and and part part of the positive, and and even if if people just hear the positive response and it starts to spread, I think think positive builds positive, and and we could sure use it in today's world.
1: Well, loved having you on. We'll look forward to bringing you back in two, three weeks when uh, things are open a little bit and you're kind of the normalcy has kicked back in a little bit. But uh, congratulations again, and, and best of luck this in your opening full week.
2: Thanks again, and we'd love to be
0: back. Noah, my best to you and your family, brother, and it was so great to see you and to talk to you here, man. It's been 10 years. I'm not sure if this might have only been the the second time you've been on the show or something, so uh, I want to thank you for that, man. And like I said, you and your family, everybody there, stay healthy and happy, all right?
2: All right, good seeing you guys.
1: Okay, thanks so much, Noah. Uh, Let's take a break here in the show. But one last uh, point, and uh, we'll finish things up when we return. Poker Action Line. You can always pick us up on SoundCloud, on uh, now on Spotify, a good place to get the show. You can go to the Poker Fuse podcast, podcast page, uh, iTunes, poker, PokerActionLine.com, Many places to get the show. Uh, Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts as well. Uh, be sure and uh, tell us what you think of the show. If you got any questions? Be sure and uh, send them to us as well. Big Dave at PokerActionLine.com. We'll be back to finish up the program when we return. odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning i hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available later this year from the vantage point
4: mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach but what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames darting shifting bounding toward the sky the eaters of men Only one thought gave him courage as he ran, his canoe ready and waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
1: segment of the show. Big Dave and Joe finishing things up. Our thanks to uh, Noah Carbone. I think I went over uh, by about five times what I told him, but uh, that was
0: that was. Yeah, I was going to tell him at the end. Welcome to the next 10 minute interview. <laughs>
1: well, that is so interesting, though, and I uh, maybe have a little better understanding of some of the things you always tell me about. We don't need to hear uh, who the uh, online champion was in the GG poker tournament, uh, right, on... you know, but still you, go, still, you know, still I like to keep track of what's going on. I know that's your world. comfort
0: zone in doing doing all of well, that, true. Like I said, poker. Poker players who listen to this show, I can guarantee you care very, very, very little about that unless their their name is the one being mentioned. So,
1: and I'm sure that but, uh, uh, it was I'm, great
0: with Noah. Yeah. I mean, And while I know that you
1: feel, uh, you know, extremely happy for him and how well things win and how things win for the poker world, uh, there has to be a small part of your heart that feels a little jealous that maybe uh, your room hasn't opened yet.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know. Obviously, because of the employees, the people who come and play there, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, I know Noah, I don't know how much hands on he does now since he's got a manager and his staff. He's got a great staff that's on the floor. You know, our room is a lot smaller. Obviously, you've seen it. You know, I've always been a hands on guy, you know, being out there shaking hands and hugging the players and, you know, just shooting the shit, as they would say, uh, with the players. And and uh, so, yeah, I miss it. Um, and I don't know. I just – I honestly – I hate to say this, but I honestly think it's going to take a lot longer for us to get poker going, at least in some of the smaller rooms. You know, you might see a, a high Aaliyah, Uh You know, I, I know they've already – posted pictures of what they want to do with their tables and you know, they're very successful. I haven't seen anything. I don't know if you have about magic city. I, have, uh, I, I haven't yet, but Mickey I know opened their
1: uh, casino on Sunday. They didn't open the poker room yet. No. But what have you heard about uh, the casino and how people have accepted that? Cause that's
0: the first in Dayton. Broward. Well, I'm going to give you something or as a matter of fact, um, one of my ex employees who's also, you know, is a great player. Now He get you know, does on the machines, um, he went twice last week to Mikasuke. He says they were taking your temperatures in the car before you even went into the drive, you know, into the into mm. long driveway. Uh, then they were making you take your mask off just as you were going in so they could have a picture of your face with the mask. And he goes, they're real serious about, uh, you know, you following the rules. And his, the example was he was playing on a machine, two machines away from him because the machine next to him was, was shut down. Right. Uh, he was there about an hour, he says. And then all of a sudden security came to the gentleman that was there. And they told him, sir, listen, you need to wear your mask properly. You can't have it under your nose. So they walked away. He goes, half hour later, they came back. The guy had the mask the same way. They told him, you need to leave the establishment now. So they weren't playing any games there. Um, and, you know, I'm just eager and waiting to get back. And like you said, for our poker room. The dealers, I'm hoping, you know, see, there's a difference with some type of leadership. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, Noah thought far in advance to stay in touch with his people Mm. and uh, constantly update them on what was going on. And like he said, and I mentioned on the show many weeks ago, you know, the rest of the state is going to go very hard at poker because that's a large revenue producer for them you know uh, unlike down here you know for the casinos in Broward and Dade, it's not I mean you know as great as those numbers are you know at Hialeah Magic City that they do about $700,000 a month more or less um, you know that pales in comparison (laughs) to the slot machines okay well
1: yeah, uh, I was just going to say I wanted to let people know that I, I have been in touch with Tony Burns, and I was hoping to have him on either today or next week. Uh, he, the Hard Rock in Hollywood, is not open yet. But the right. uh, Tampa opened last week on Thursday night, and they did huge numbers. They had just absolutely – they had 1,000 people there before they even opened to the public uh, with the invited guests. And then they said they the, the number of people on the waiting list for the games was just incredible. So uh, I want to have Tony talk about what happened up in Tampa and what's going to be happening in here, on the future in here. So we'll try to get him on in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, let me tell you, it was great that they decided to do that because – You know, I don't know, but when this started, if I remember correctly, I read something about how, um, and I guess this was anticipation of limited amount of guests. I don't know if they're limited to 50% capacity up there. If they don't have any limitations to the guests that they can allow into their establishment up at the Hard Rock in Tampa, it it makes a lot of sense, you know. But down here, if they're going to put restrictions as to how many, you know, guests you're allowed to have in the casino, Uh, I believe the card games, like I've been saying, are going to be the ones that suffer, you know, the consequences until, you know, restrictions ease quite a bit.
1: Well, I'm really curious to hear from Tony about uh, the atmosphere up there and what was going on. So we'll try to get him on maybe next week if we can. Uh, That's going to do it for the show. Tremendous show with uh, Noah Carbone giving us uh, nearly an hour and uh, talking about they, they they truly are the guinea pigs of the poker world right now.
0: Yeah, they are. No one better than Noah to 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 head that up for you, and I'm sure, you know, like I said, he's been doing he's been doing tremendous job for 23 years Dave and uh, I don't expect anything less out of him to be honest with you. Yeah. you know? so.
1: Well more on the porker world next week. Thanks for joining us uh, Joe Costello thank you as well for uh, running the board for the show for us and thanks again to Noah Carbone for joining us for nearly the entire hour. Joe uh, Rodriguez we'll see you soon. Hope everything yes. goes to, to well for you today and we'll uh, be talking with you in the next day or so.
0: All righty, guys thank you very much.
1: Be with us next week, another edition of Poker Action On.